الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل لقطة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our creator, our nourisher, and we begin, of course, by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My brothers and sisters, I hope that you are all doing well by the grace and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And indeed, it is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has brought us to the 22nd day of Ramadan, the second last Friday of Ramadan, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the opportunity to witness at least one of the last 10 nights or the one of the last 10 odd nights of the month of Ramadan, possibly Laylatul Qadr. Subhanallah. There's no guarantees. So I cannot say with certainty about myself, and indeed we cannot, nobody can say about themselves that they will indeed witness the other last 10 nights or that we will have an opportunity to, uh, to be present, uh, to witness, to, um, to see the, uh, last, uh, the other remaining uh, last 10 nights. And if Laylatul Qadr was not on the 21st, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we hope and we pray grants us the, opp- the opportunity to witness Laylatul Qadr and to take advantage of it, inshallah. But this is something which is in the domain of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, since last Ramadan, there have been uh, numerous times when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have decided to call us back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have decreed. There were so many instances, you can probably think, times when you were crossing the road and you had a close call, when you were in a car, and uh, something was about to happen. Perhaps you got sick. So there's so many instances through our daily lives that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to, he could have easily used any of those means or even indeed no means uh, to just call us back. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided not to do that. So it's a, it's a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are here where we are right now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not decree for us to be returned to him. Allah protected us. Um, and for many others, it was decreed. And whether the apparent means were the COVID-19 coronavirus, so whether it was another illness or another incident, or even no apparent reason, because that also happens. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had uh, decreed it for many people. And if you think about our loved ones, if you think about our family members, if you think about our friends, our relatives, our uh, Facebook friends, our social media contacts, members of our community, it's likely that we can think of at least one person. We can think of at least one person, most probably, who was with us last Ramadan, who was worshipping with us last Ramadan, who was present with us and who was joining in in our prayers and uh, joining with us, having iftar with us, making dua with us. Um, yet they have returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by this Ramadan or even during this Ramadan. And because in fact, this uh, th- this um, uh, continuation of these calls of being called back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continued during Ramadan as well. It's not like, you know, the, there's a pause. Uh, just, uh, you know, recently we've been hearing, even yesterday, 
of people who have returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive all of our brothers and sisters who have returned to him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he showers their his mercy and forgiveness upon them, especially on these days, these nights. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to elevate their status to Jannatul Firdaus. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us also a good ending and to unite us with all of them in Jannatul Firdaus when our time comes. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. My brothers and sisters, Ramadan will be over in less than 10 days. And subhanAllah, you know, there comes a point, there is a point in many of our lives, I believe, when uh, when we hear that Ramadan is going to be over, um, within 10 days, uh, we are happy. There's a sigh of relief. It's like, okay, finally it's going to be over. Uh, SubhanAllah. But then there comes a time, um, and this could come with age, this could come with mental maturity, this could come especially with spiritual maturity, where a person thinks, oh no, Ramadan is going to be over in less than 10 days. Ramadan is going to be over in less than 10 days, and I don't know if I'm going to get this opportunity again or not. So there's actually a, an element of uh, sadness uh, or fear that a person will not be able to witness perhaps Ramadan once again, that this may be my last, uh, my last few days of Ramadan ever. These may be my last few Ramadan nights ever. This may be my last Laylatul Qadr ever. And when a person with spiritual maturity thinks along those lines, then there is an element of uh, sadness. Um, but at the same time, we should have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that inshallah, uh, if it is meant to be our last Ramadan and the last few days, last few nights ever for us in Ramadan, then we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it the very best for us. Uh, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the strength uh, to also uh, to, to value it in the best way possible. So now, my brothers and sisters, is the time for us to, uh, to ask ourselves, that, you know, how has it been going? You know, it's been 21 days now, 22nd day, 23rd night tonight. How has it been going? Ask yourselves, how is your recitation of Qur'an? What impact is fasting and the recitation of Qur'an and the reflection and standing in prayer, what impact is it having on you, right? So yes, our legs hurt if we stand for too long. Maybe legs are not hurting as much this year because uh, perhaps we're not having as many long rakahs as we would have in the masjid or in jama'ah, uh, but the effects should be here, right? So we ask ourselves, what is the state of our salah? The fard prayers, the, the prayers at night, how are our du'as? And like I said, most importantly, how are we feeling? Because at the end of the day, all of this has to do with taqwa. All of this has to do with developing taqwa, with developing consciousness and mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which lies here. The Prophet said, taqwa hauna in the heart, in the chest. So, Taqwa, it's in the heart, it's a feeling. Humility, it's a feeling, state of mind. Weakness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is also something that we feel. So it's all in the heart. These are all things that we're supposed to feel. So Ramadan is not just about feeling hunger in our stomachs and dryness in our throats and pain in our legs due to standing and just overall tiredness, but rather it's about feeling. It's about feeling in the heart, feeling that touches our spiritual heart, our ruh, our spirituality, our soul. This is what Ramadan is really about. So let us ask ourselves that what are we feeling? And these feelings are very important because ultimately what we want to do is develop good feelings towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to be people who come out of Ramadan with good positive feelings and emotions towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
humility inside of our hearts in front of Allah and of course in front of everyone else as well. So these are and weakness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the feelings and emotions, the state of mind that we want to build in Ramadan that will help us through the rest of the year outside of Ramadan, inshaAllah. So now is the time. If depending on how you answer those questions, now is the time to make it right. And even if we are we feel that we are doing pretty okay, this is the time to take it up a notch. This is the time to escalate. This is the time to speed it up, to improve things. Um, it's the time to be re-energized, to find more time to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to allow our hearts to become softer and softer, right? So that's the other impact that fasting for 20 days, 21 days, uh, 22 days now, standing in prayer at night, making dua, giving charity, all of this. Reflecting upon the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala All of this should be causing our hearts to become softer and tender right? Softer and tender And how do we know we have a soft heart and a tender heart Is that it comes out here If a person has a soft heart, a tender heart It could be seen here, it could be felt when the tears come out From the softness of that heart We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to soften our hearts We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to make us those To give us, grant us eyes and tears that shed and that weep in front of him. Amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. So it is that time for that final push towards the finish line, a very crucial time in the race. If you watch marathons, if you watch races, you know, track and field, uh, the Olympics, you notice, right, that there will be someone who's lagging behind and then all of a sudden, right, when the last few moments, the final lap, the last few seconds, they're going to come out in front, of, uh, in front of everyone else And they're going to win the race So this is the time for that final push Towards that finish line It's so crucial, so valuable That the Prophet ﷺ Used to devote all his physical, mental, spiritual Emotional energies Towards taking advantage of this time This is how valuable Even the Prophet of Allah ﷺ Found this time to be So usually what would he do? He would head for the masjid He would seclude himself in the masjid His bedding would be taken to the masjid He would put up a tent inside the masjid and he would not leave the masjid unless it was absolutely necessary. And he even arranged to have his food brought to him there as well. And if there was anything important to discuss with his family, they would come to speak to him there. He would not leave the masjid. And of course, this was i'tikaf in the masjid. And of course, nowadays, due to the current situation, we are not able to do i'tikaf in the masjid. I mean, generally, there were all, already very few people doing i'tikaf in the masjid. La mashallah, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20, if we were really lucky. Um, so, you know, there were, there were few people doing i'tikaf in the masjid as it was. But now, of course, the masajid being close to the public, um, it, it is almost next to impossible for most people to do i'tikaf in the masjid. Um, but however, we can go into a spiritual i'tikaf, a mental i'tikaf, meaning that even though we are in our homes, we focus ourselves almost exclusively on the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except for, of course, the things that we need to do with regards to our responsibilities towards our families and ourselves. Now, one of the main objectives of all this effort that the Prophet ﷺ made was to catch Laylatul Qadr. كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يُجَابِرُ فِي الْعَشْرِ لَأَوَاخِرِ مِنْ رَمَضَانِ The Prophet Aisha said that the Prophet used to uh, seclude himself during the last 10 nights of Ramadan and he would say, That search for Laylatul Qadr, seek Laylatul Qadr in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And the Prophet also said in another time, That seek Laylatul Qadr in the odd nights out of the last 10 nights 
of Ramadan. So that was one of the great objectives of uh, uh, of doing this act, this special act of worship, this i'tikaf in the masjid, was to seek Laylatul Qadr. Now, what is Laylatul Qadr? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the entire surah, Surah 97, Surah Al-Qadr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the Quran was revealed Laylatul Qadr. And then he says, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ And what will make you know what the night of Qadr is? What will make you know what the night of Qadr is? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the answer. لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرِ Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the night of Qadr is better than a thousand months. Better than a thousand. Not equal, but better than a thousand months. So one night, this is one night we're talking about. We're not talking about an entire month. We're talking about just one night. Right from uh, sunset, from nightfall until Fajr time. Right, so just a few hours of the night, better than a thousand months. So this one night is not more valuable than a week, not just a month, not just a year, but a thousand months, which equals eighty-three years and four months. So even more valuable than that, more special than that. Now you imagine, right? If we and sometimes you know to to truly appreciate, uh, you know the the spiritual benefits and realities and blessings sometimes we have to ask ourselves or we have to uh, compare them to worldly things right this is just the nature of the human being when we are living in the dunya we are living you know breathing uh, the dunya we are acting uh, in the dunya of course um, then it, we start thinking in terms of the dunya as well and it's hard for us to appreciate spiritual benefits and spiritual realities so if you imagine that if there was one night that you have to do you had to do a night shift and you could earn the earning of a lifetime, 83 years. Right? So just one night, if your boss told you that there was one night that if you come in on that one night, you will earn everything that you would have earned over your entire career, right? your entire lifetime of earnings, and you could just go straight into retirement. right? Or sales of a lifetime, if you're in sales, you would be able to sell as much as you would sell in 83 years. right? Imagine how much effort Every single one of us would make. If we had to line up in the rain, it's raining right now. If you had to line up in the rain for hours, people line up for houses, they line up for iPads, for iPhones. We would line up how for how long if we knew that for one night, one shift, we would get an earning of a lifetime. SubhanAllah, right? Allah SWT is telling us this happens every single year. It's not even only once in our lifetime. Every single year we have this opportunity, right? But we have to work for it. We have to exert ourselves as the Prophet Wasallam has shown. So better than a thousand months, good deeds performed on it, standing in prayer on it, on that night, better than a thousand months worth of good deeds and prayers. SubhanAllah. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that if you get the night, we don't have to pray for the rest of our lives. Because if you get a lifetime of earning, maybe you'll say, I don't need to work for the rest of my life. But of course, the obligations don't go away. If we catch Laylatul Qadr, inshallah, the obligations don't go away. We still have to perform the obligations. However, in terms of reward, in terms of ajar and hasanat, inshallah, it will be so much greater than we could ever probably do in the rest of our lives. And this is a tremendous blessing, a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we have been commanded to search for it without any fixed date, right? Because the human nature is that if a fixed date was given to us, then we would just do it on that day. And then the rest of the time we would just be relaxing like the rest of the year, right? So Ramadan comes, everyone's on alert, alhamdulillah, right? This is great. But the rest of the year we relax. So the same thing with Laylatul Qadr, if we knew exactly when Laylatul Qadr was, then everyone would just be focused on that one night and perhaps even Ramadan we wouldn't care about because we would be getting Laylatul Qadr, right? So this, there's great wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in not making the actual date, right? The true date, which many of the scholars say rotates every year. So it's not the same every year, but most likely in the last 10 and the odd nights of the last 10. Uh, so this is something that changes and therefore it is on us 
to exert ourselves to try to seek it on ideally all of the last 10 nights, if not then at least on the odd nights of the last 10 nights. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the Qur'an was revealed, as I mentioned, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ So we learn also from this that, that Laylatul Qadr is when the Qur'an was revealed and Qur'an was revealed in Ramadan and therefore, uh, logically, Laylatul Qadr has to be in the month of Ramadan. Um, the Pro- Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu related that the Prophet sallallahu said that when when would say that when Ramadan came, he would say Qadjaakum Shahru Ramadan. Verily, the month of Ramadan has come to you all. Shahru Mubarak. It is a blessed month. Allahu alaykum sayama, which Allah has obligated you to fast in. Tuftahu fihi abwabul jannah. During it, the gates of paradise are opened. Watuglaqu fihi abwabul jahim. And in it, the gates of the hellfire are closed. And the devils are shackled. Prophet said, and in it there is a night that is better than 1,000 months. But then, whoever is deprived of its good, whoever is deprived of its good has truly been deprived. So we obviously do not want to be people who are deprived of the goodness of Ramadan and specifically, especially the goodness of Laylatul Qadr. Now, aside from the fact that worship during this night of Qadr is equivalent to worship performed over the period of a thousand or more than a, a thousand months, it is also confirmed um, in uh, the two Sahih, Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, that the Prophet said that Man qama Laylatul Qadr that whoever stands in prayer during the night of Qadr with faith, with iman, with faith. So you have to have faith, strong faith, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and expecting reward, and reward from and expecting reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to expect good rewards from Him. Don't just do it as a job. Don't just do it as a job that okay, I just need to do it. Because it's good to do it. But stand with expectation. Again, it's feeling. So you have this mindset. You have this feeling that, Ya Allah, I'm only doing this for you. Oh Allah, I only believe in you. Oh Allah, my iman is strong in you. Oh Allah, I believe in you fully as you are and in everything that you have revealed. And Ya Allah, I'm seeking reward for this. Oh Allah, this is a small act that I'm doing. But you have told me, you have, I have learned that I should be doing this. So therefore, I am doing this, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah. Please accept for me and forgive me. The Prophet ﷺ said, That person will be forgiven for their, for their previous sins. Their previous sins will be forgiven, inshallah. Right? And for the major sins, many of the scholars mentioned that we have to repent. But at least the smaller sins, the sins that may actually add up to a lot. Because sometimes we think, oh, the small sins are not that serious. But subhanAllah, the small sins, if they are done repeatedly and regularly and are seen as being small, they actually become major. Okay? So, and they could be a huge liability. So, if we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with iman, expecting reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, inshallah, Allah will grant us forgiveness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me and all of us. Amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ta- tells us, تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالرُّوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرٍ That therein, on that night, descend the angels and the ruh. The Quran, ruh, here referring to, especially in reference to angels and messages, referring to the angel Jibreel alayhi salam. So they descend, the angels and the ruh, meaning Jibreel alayhi salam, by their Lord's permission with every matter, min kulli amr. Meaning that the angels descend in abundance during the night of Qadr due to its abundant blessings. We can't see the angels, but on the, light of, on the night of Qadr, on Laylatul Qadr, there will be hordes, armies of angels descending upon the earth, and especially towards the, the, the believers, those engaged in worship. 
the angels descend with the descendings uh, with with, with this, uh, descend with blessings and mercy just as they descend when the Quran is recited and they surround the circles of dhikr where the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happening. So the angels descend en masse. You can't see them, but or you probably won't be able to see them, but they descend en masse. Entire armies of angels, angels descending on that special, very special, unique night. Min kulli amr, right? With every matter. And the commentators of the Quran have said that the matters are determined during it. And the times of death, provisions are measured during it, right? So this is the night when um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the decree to the angels. In Surah Al-Dukhan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فِيهَا يُفْرَقُ كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ That therein is decreed every matter of decree. So the commentators mentioned in Laylatul Qadr, the, decreed, the, de- the decrees of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are transferred to the angelic scribes who write down the decrees for the coming year, including lifespan, provision, what will happen till the end of the year. So these things are ma- are decided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are, uh, the execution orders essentially are given out to the angels. Okay, so you think of commands, right? Things which are have been decided and now they're being passed out to the angels who are going to go ahead and carry out those decrees of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has deputed angels for particular tasks, like the angel of death, the angel responsible for the clouds and the climate and so on and so forth. Now, subhanAllah, if you think about this, I think about it myself, that I don't know what decree regarding me will be transferred to the angels. None of us knows what decrees regarding us will be transferred to the angels with regards to our lifespan, with regards to our provisions, with regards to what is going to happen to us. So this is a very, very you know, uh, special yet critical night as well. The Prophet said that لا يرد القدر إلا الدعاء that nothing can change the divine decree except dua. Nothing can change the divine decree except dua. So we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what is good. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection, right? So nothing can change what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed except the dua. Allah will know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that if you have made a dua or you will be making dua, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change the decree because of your dua, because of the fact that you decided to make the dua, because you made the effort to make the dua. Otherwise, that decree is going ahead. And there's also a very, you know, very descriptive, profound hadith of the Prophet وسلم, that he said that لا يغني حذر من قدر that no precaution can protect against the decree of Allah. Now, to be clear, in our deen, we are taught to take precautions, right? Tie your camel, place your trust in Allah. So we are taught to take precautions, but our precautions are nothing in front of the decree of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. If Allah has decreed something, no amount of precaution, no amount of worry, no amount of stress or anxiety is going to change that decree, except for dua. The ayah can change it. So the Prophet ﷺ said that no precaution can protect against the decree of Allah. However, the dua, uh, uh, dua is beneficial with regards to what has been decreed and what has not been decreed. So the Prophet ﷺ said that dua is beneficial regarding everything. That the dua meets the calamity that has been decreed. The dua meets the calamity that has been decreed. The Prophet said, and wrestles with it. They wrestle until the day of resurrection. So this is something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given power to, meaning the dua, of course, through his mercy and through his power, that it has the ability. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given it the ability to wrestle with the calamity that has been decreed, that may have been decreed upon us. 
So dua is extremely, extremely valuable, extremely, extremely important. Prophet also said, whoever would like his risk provision to be increased and his life to be extended, lifespan to be expanded, should should expand it, should uphold the ties of kinship. According by Bukhari and Muslim, nothing can ward off the divine decree except dua, and nothing can increase increase lifespan except honoring one's parents. And this is a sound hadith. So my brothers and sisters, let us think that what good should we do in case the decree for us is serious? In case there is something unexpected being transferred to the angels in terms of commands regarding our decree from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this night, on Laylatul Qadr, how should we be responding? How much good should we be trying to do? So if you know for sure that you are not going to be able to worship on another Laylatul Qadr ever again, if you know that you will never be able to give in charity ever again, if you know, uh, meaning in Ramadan on Laylatul Qadr, if you know that you will never have the opportunity to make another sajda, another sujood, another prostration, another dua, another good deed on Laylatul Qadr or in Ramadan, if you knew this, how would you behave? How much would you value these nights and these moments? So let us think about that and reflect upon that, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to do that which is best. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us multiple chances at forgiveness. Fasting, night prayer in general in Ramadan. That perhaps it was lacking, so then there is this, there is this opportunity. So let's try to make our prayers in a peaceful atmosphere, not rushed, not worried about time. Longer standing, longer sujood, longer ruku'ah. Try to beautify it as much as possible. And make this dua, especially from the Prophet Wasallam, that Aisha radiallahu anha, she said that I asked, Ya Rasulullah, Ara'aytayna alimtu ayyu laylatin laylatul qadri ma aqunu fiha. That if I realize laylatul qadr, what should I supplicate in it? What should I say? What should I make? What dua should I make? The Prophet said, Quli Allahumma innaka afuwan tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. Prophet said, You should supplicate, Allahumma innaka afuwan tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. Oh Allah, you are most forgiving. And you love forgiveness, so forgive me. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. So my brothers and sisters, try to make a dua list. Think of all the things that you want. Make long, sincere duas in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you can do the prophetic duas, the duas from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, meaning that Allah is mentioned in the Quran, duas from the Prophet sallallahu that is great. But also feel free to speak in your own words. Speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your own language if you need to. Right? Connect with Allah Connect your heart with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make your heart, your mind, everything present when you make dua in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was also the practice of the Prophet that in the last 10 nights uh, and last 10 days, nights of Ramadan, he used to stay up at night and he used to wake up his family as well. So as much as possible, kindly, gently, with love and compassion, encourage your family members to also stay up and to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Try to give, uh, do of, of course, a lot of dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, if you're tired, you can't pray, do istighfar. Astaghfirullah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah. Whatever it is you're able, whichever form you're able to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you're not able to pray, you're, or if you're too tired to pray. Um, charity, try to give every single night. Now, because these final days and nights are an amazing opportunity for doing good, a great gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We find in the books of Tafsir, by the way, that nations of the past used to have longer lifespans, hundreds of years, thousand years. And consequently, they would do more. Uh, meaning, you know, struggle in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a thousand months, worship Allah for so many uh, long, uh, you know, periods of time. So the companions of the Prophet were amazed. Why? Because they were strong competitors when it came to, go to came, when it came to doing good. When it came to doing good, they were strong competitors. So they were amazed by, you know, there's, there were people in the past who used to do so much good because their lifespans were so great. And they felt... They felt bad. They felt that they wouldn't be able to compete in doing good with people of the past. 
when it came to this. So the Prophet ﷺ was concerned. The Prophet ﷺ was concerned that my ummah, you and I, will not be able to reach the same level of good deeds as the past nations. Subhanallah. So this night was given as a gift to this ummah, a sign of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that your lifespans are short, you are not able to compete in doing good with the people of the past, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you this gift of this one night a year, in which if you do good, you will be able to reach, inshallah, the same status in terms of the, the quantity of good deeds. Inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that in our book of deeds. Ameen, ya Rabbul Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that there's three categories of people. Says, then we cause to inherit the book, the book to those we have chosen of our servants. And among them is he who wrongs himself. And among them is the one who is moderate. And among them is the one who is foremost in good deeds by the permission of Allah. By the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the three categories of people, the nafsi, the person who's wronging their own soul, committing sins, they're wronging themselves because they're not hurting Allah, they're hurting themselves. Number one, the muqtasid, the person who is balanced, meaning they perform the obligations, they avoid the prohibitions, but they may not do the recommended deeds or avoid the disliked deeds. So they're sort of in the middle. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the sabiqun bil khayrat, the one who is speedy, or first in doing good deeds. And there's always people like that. When you, we're doing fundraising, we raise hands. There's always some brother, some sister who's the first one to raise their hand. Or even if they don't raise their hand right away, they're the first ones to go and donate. When we stand for salah, you know, we call adhan, qama, first person to be there. People who are there before salah, before jama'ah starts. Right? So there's people who are speedy in doing good deeds. So Allah SWT talks about those people. So the people who are speedy and first in doing good deeds, they not only perform the obligatory and avoid the prohibitions, but they also perform the recommended and avoid the disliked, and they have zeal and passion for doing what is best, not just what is required and what is good, but what is best. So they push themselves and they are ahead of everyone else. So my brothers and sisters, let us try to be from the third category, always rushing to be the first in doing good. So try to take out as much time as possible to focus Focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Develop a deep desire for His mercy and forgiveness. Remind yourself about your return to Allah. How this may be the last few days and nights of Ramadan ever for you to actually make it up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you make a high, you know, have high dosage of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, salah, Quran, dhikr, charity, and let it all out in front of Allah. Let it all out. Put yourself in the state of neediness, just like a beggar who is desperately begging for some change, knocking on someone's door. A guilty person who is desperately seeking some mercy. This is the state of mind that we want to have. And increase the quality of your worship, especially in these 10 days, inshallah, on the focus on the quality, not necessarily the quantity. Try to feel, feel taqwa, feel love, and feel humility in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Try not to get distracted. Don't waste your time on non-urgent issues and useless pursuits and distractions. It's, it's, a, it's a complete waste of time to go after those things, especially right now. This is the time to focus. Yearn for Allah. Surrender in front of Allah. List out all of your needs in this world. Most importantly, in the hereafter, think about your future generations. Think about the ummah. Think about the world, the pain, the suffering, the wrongdoings, your weaknesses, our weaknesses. Humble yourself in, Allah, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let the tears flow in front of Allah. May Allah accept from us all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Laylatul Qadr, Ya Rabbul Alameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our humble, small, uh, broken efforts a means of forgiveness and success in this life and eternal success in the hereafter. Ameen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Now subhanAllah, Laylatul Qadr, as we discussed, is such a huge, tremendous opportunity because the potential is so great. 
one night that counts for more than 83 years and four months of worship, right? So inshallah, we'll be praying, we'll be making dua, but what about charity? What about charity on Laylatul Qadr? Charity is how we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through our wealth. This is how we worship Allah through our wealth. Now alhamdulillah, once again, there's a great opportunity we've been able to arrange uh, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through charity as well on this blessed night, whichever date it may happen to be. And that is our program that allows you to sign up to donate a fixed amount for each of the 10 nights with the intention of catching Laylatul Qadr, inshallah. So that you get the reward of giving that amount every night for over 30,000 nights, inshallah, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, so you really, if you want to give in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's probably not a better time uh, to do so. So you just select a fixed amount and we automatically debit that amount um, at night uh, or we send the debit, uh, send the, send the uh, submit for, for debiting your account at nighttime. So inshallah, the process will be started at night. And inshallah, uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you the reward of giving a Laylatul Qadr. And of course, your funds will be used to, in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to establish our masjid for all of our programs and our services and to serve uh, the needs of the community for representing Islam, inshallah, working on spirituality, wellness, outreach, our focus areas, inshallah. Uh, or you can give manually each night as well if you like. Uh, so today we're looking for 25 brothers or sisters who are willing, just 25, okay? So mashallah, there's uh, over 150, 160 people watching right now, households watching, Yani. so there's mashallah, a large crowd. May Allah SWT bless you all. So we're looking for only 25 brothers or sisters who are willing to part with $100 a night for the remaining seven nights of Ramadan that are left for the sake of Allah SWT. After the tax credit, it's only about $46 a night. Okay, only $46 a night, inshallah. And the reward for giving, inshallah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, $70,000 to $490,000 or even more of reward, inshallah. So imagine on the day of judgment, you show up <coughs> and you, you find this huge amount written in your book of deeds and you're like, I never gave that amount. I don't remember ever having even that much money perhaps. But with the blessing and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted it, especially on Laylatul Qadr and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his fadl, his grace, his mercy, multiplied it by many, many times. This is honestly what I make dua for, for every single one of our supporters and our uh, donors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and bless you all. So inshallah, who will be at the forefront of this opportunity? Make that intention in your heart. I can't see your hand. Make your intention in your heart, in your heart inshallah. Go to last10.ca, last10.ca, inshallah. Um, and you can sign up. It's not too late. You can still sign up for the remaining nights, inshallah. Really, even if it's $1, $2, $5, it doesn't matter. No fees are deducted from those donations. So just please sign up with whatever amount you can, inshallah. And honestly, it's it's for, for gaining the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, it will help our cause as well. <coughs> but really, for your own benefit. You give it to us, inshallah. You'd like to give it somewhere else. That's fine as well because everyone's doing good work and we, we want success for everyone. We want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept everyone's efforts. But of course, it would help us if you gave it to us, inshallah. But that is up to you. Whatever amount you can, inshallah, please do sign up and don't let this opportunity go. Uh, if you don't want to sign up uh, for nightly debits, you can you can give a one-time amount, one amount or monthly donations at canadamuslims.ca slash donate. The link is on your screen, canadamuslims.ca slash donate. This is especially Friday, second last Friday in Ramadan. Let us not let it go without at least giving some sadaqah, some charity on this blessed day in this blessed month. And you can do that at canadamuslims.ca slash donate, inshallah. Jazakumullahu khaira for all of your continued support. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always protect you and your family. This is my dua from the bottom of my heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always protect you and your family. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and increase you in all that is good. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Zakat al-fitr uh, will be minimum of $10. If you can give more, give more. But minimum of $10 per person, which has to be given before uh, Eid, uh, inshallah. Uh, so do it soon uh, for timely distribution to the needy. We have a special link for zakat 
at our website at canadamuslims.ca slash donate that you see below. I think it's over here. Yes, uh, inshallah. Uh, so uh, you can go ahead and give that as well. And we will ensure, inshallah, make sure that it goes to those people who are deserving, who are needy, and uh, ideally in our communities, inshallah. Uh, we will also be having dua in Arabic and English, inshallah, on the odd night. So tonight is one of those nights uh, into tomorrow morning on the 23rd night, inshallah, at 2.45 a.m. It is live as well here on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and at kananamuslims.ca slash live. Let us make dua. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluhu. Ala niyatuhu wa sirruhu. Allahumma laka alhamdu hatta tarda. Wa laka alhamdu idha radit. Wa laka alhamdu ba'da al-rida. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa barik wa sallim. Oh Allah, all praises for you alone. Oh Allah, all praises are for you alone. O oh Allah, all thanks are for you alone, Ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, you have blessed us in so many ways. O oh Allah, even in these times of hardship and challenges and trials, O oh Allah, you have blessed us in so many ways. O oh Allah, please please accept our thanks for you, Ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, please write us from amongst the shakirin, Ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, you have blessed us with this month of Ramadan. O oh Allah, we have not valued it the way we should have, Ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, you are granting us these blessed last 10 nights. O oh Allah, please grant us Laylatul Qadr, Ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, please guide us to value them in the best way possible. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, we are your weak servants. Oh Allah, we are sinners. Oh Allah, please forgive us, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, if you do not forgive us, oh Allah, we have nowhere to turn to, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we don't want to be losers in this month, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, we don't want to be losers on the Day of Judgment, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please forgive us and guide us, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, for so many years, we have been striving to establish a masjid in our area. Oh Allah, this seems like a monumental task. Oh Allah, but we want to do it only for you. Oh Allah, please purify your intentions, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please grant us sincerity, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please grant us strength, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please guide us in the best way, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, so we come out with the best in the best state, with the best masjid, Ya Rabbal Alameen, with the best actions, with the best acceptance, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please protect our loved ones. Oh Allah, please protect our incomes. Oh Allah, please bless us all with halal income. Oh Allah, with health and safety. Oh Allah, please cure all of those who are ill. Oh Allah, please relieve all of those who are in pain. Oh Allah, please make us the people of goodness in this life and in the hereafter, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please shower your mercy and forgiveness upon all of those who have returned to you, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, the cousin of our brother Abdul Haq. Oh Allah, oh Allah, the relative of our sister Husna. Oh Allah, all of our friends and relatives who have returned to you. Oh Allah, please grant them forgiveness, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please shower your mercy and forgiveness upon them, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Allahumma ghfir lahum warhamhum wa'afihim wa'afu anhum wa'akrim nuzulahum wa'asya'matkhalahum wa'asilhum bilma'i wa'asilji wal'barad wa'naqihim minal khataya kuma yanaqqa thawbul ibadu minal danas wa'abdilhum diyaran khayran min diyarihim wa'abdilhum ahlan khayran min ahlihim wa'adkhilhum al-jannah wa'idhum min azab al-qabri wa'adhab al-nari ya rabbal alameen O oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill. O oh Allah, please grant them relief. O oh Allah, all of those who are in stress and anxiety. O oh Allah, please remove all the harmful things from their bodies. Ya Allah, O oh Allah, please remove all illnesses, physical and spiritual and mental from our bodies and our minds and our souls. Ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, our brother Saud Alam undergoing cancer treatment. O oh Allah, Dr. Habibur Rahman undergoing cancer treatment, cancer treatment, oh Allah, everyone else, oh Allah, who is in the hospitals, who is suffering at this time, whether it's COVID-19, oh Allah, whether it's any other illness, oh Allah, physical or mental, oh Allah, brothers and sisters in our own communities, oh Allah, you know who they are, or who they 
are. Oh Allah, please relieve their pain. Oh Allah, please relieve their hardship and their sufferings, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please protect all, all of us and all of our fellow human beings, Ya Rabbal Alameen, especially the health professionals, the first responders, the store workers, the relief workers, anyone who is going out to serve others, oh Allah, or those who need to go out. Oh Allah, please please protect them all, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please open the doors of halal sustenance for all of those in financial difficulty and in debt here and elsewhere, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, people have lost their livelihoods. Oh Allah, please feed them out of your mercy, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant us a good return to you during this life and at the end of this life and on the day of judgment, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-affa wal-afiyah wal-mu'afata da'imata fi dunya wal-akhirah. اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم تقبل صيامنا اللهم تقبل قيامنا اللهم تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم اغفر لنا وليخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحي صفوفهم واسلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم للحق يا رب العالمين اللهم اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم أسلح حوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وأخواتنا في كل مكان خصوصا في بورما وفي فلسطين وفي الصين وفي تشمير وفي الهند وفي سريلانكا وفي سوريا وفي العراق وفي اليمن وفي سومال وفي أفغانستان وفي كل مكان اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر من نصر الدين واخذ من خذل عبادك المؤمنين اللهم فرج هم المهمومين ونفس كرب المكروبين واخذ الدين على المدينين واشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون واذكروا الله العظيم الجليل يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون جزاكم الله خيرا my brothers and sisters may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from you all Please forgive me for my shortcomings and please remember me and my family and our entire community, all of us in your du'as, inshallah. Please go ahead and offer your prayers at home. Jazakumullahu khaira. We'll see you for Sunset Live half an hour before Maghrib, inshallah, at 9.45 for Quran Live, inshallah, and at 2.45 a.m. for our du'a, inshallah. Jazakumullahu khaira. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.